This is Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're having a little bonus segment today with our coaches, Chris uh, Renner and Jimmy Just, and we're talking a little bit more basketball. We didn't get a chance to fill all this in. We, we'd love to, when we have great guests, we love to fill in as much as we can, and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some basketball and, and uh, also just get their opinions or insights on the NCAA stuff that's come to surface. And, uh, but we also we were talking here on the break about uh, winning, and when you play sports, you play to win. But you cannot have two people win if you're playing two teams. Someone's going to have to lose that game. And, Jimmy, you were just commenting about uh, losing or, or not succeeding like you wanted, and, and you see that as coaches, and what were we talking about in regards to parents? Yeah, I just think, you know, as parents, we, we don't want these guys, to, we say we don't want our son to fail. We don't want our son to fail this. We don't want him, you know, want him to be successful. It's like they can't let them fail anything. Right. You know, I'm like, what's so wrong? What's so bad about failing? I mean, what you, you learn from, from mistakes. And if you never let these kids make mistakes or don't allow them to make the mistakes, they, they don't get anything out of it. There's only one perspective. And, and I think that gets into where uh, some of these kids, if they, if they don't get what they want one place, they, they jump to another place. Mm-hmm. They don't get something they went there, they jump somewhere else. It's like you'll learn more from, from having to battle through and fight through where you're at. Instead of, again, it's, it's, it's like if they don't get everything they want, if they fail, if they pull up short, they, they, it's like it's not acceptable. It's like, it's okay. You, the Lord's got plans for you regardless, and he's going to teach you from every opportunity that you have. It just drives me crazy to sit there and think that it's, it, people won't let their kids make mistakes, won't give them the opportunity, the freedom to do things on their own and, and just learn from, those th- learn from those opportunities. and. Again, I think it's where the parents give too much, their, put their hands too far in, and they don't let the kids just live and learn a little bit. Yeah, God's got a plan for failing because it says, it reminds me of Romans 5 3. Hmm. We know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Yeah. And we want to take the suffering out, but really yeah, that's the do. beginning of getting through the perseverance and the character and the hope. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and it, I think. You know, we, we all want, you know, someone will say, I want patience. Well, if God's going to give you patience, he's not going to make everything hunky-dory for you. You're going to go through tough times. You know, that's how you develop it. That's how you develop mental toughness is going through difficult times. You know, if you, if you want something, God doesn't all of a sudden say, well, here's the, you just won the lottery. No, you're going to go through difficult times to develop these. You know, in terms of losing, I, I, I just... You know, again, I've lost four state championship games, and the last time that I lost, lost to uh, Allen Feldhouse at uh, Madison Central. And again, my heart's out to his family. Uh, they lost their father this week, a great basketball coach, a great man. But uh, I sent Allen, which I've done every finals that I've lost, I've sent the winning coach an email, and I sent him, and I said, you know, I told my wife after this game, I wish for once I'd get to play against a coach in the finals that was a jerk, somebody that I didn't <laughs> like. But I kept playing against guys that were great guys, great Christian men. And I wasn't, even though I was upset that we lost the game, I was happy for them because I have a side of the story and they have a side. And they have kids and they have kids in their program that have worked hard and and committed themselves. And they have family members that want their child to win a state championship just like mine. And so there's always another side to the story. And so uh, if you put that in perspective and understand it's not really just about that. It's about about the journey. It's about the journey to get to, to that game and get to... To, to, to life. It's a journey through life, and that's what's important. I, I love what you guys are saying, that failure, we really can learn probably in many ways more through the failure than when we win the championship. Right. I mean, my, I got some of my kids, my daughters and stuff are going through situations. 
you know, where they play college sports and do different things. And, and I, I send them different little verses about things to try to encourage them. And one of them is, you know, about uh, consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds because it will produce perseverance. And, and those are the things that, you know, you don't get that from being successful all the time because life's not going to be – you're going to go through some tough times. So you need to you need those opportunities to learn how to grow. And I think sports actually gives you that opportunity to, to – when you win, great. But when you lose, how do you how do you act? How do you come back from that? Yes, I, I've heard many times commentators you know, watching a game, whether it be football or basketball, and they they lose, and they'll say they they needed that they needed that loss. That loss was a good loss. Yeah. And you hate to say it, you say no no loss loss is a good loss, but I can tell you, I mean when we when we went to the state tournament. Uh, Back in 2000, with a group that we were 30 and three, and I don't think we would have ever gotten an opportunity to get to that the, the state tournament because we were until we, we lost like right going right before we went into the, the mm-hmm. tournament because our kids you know you just wondered where where our kids were if they were still thinking oh we're too good you know or we, you maybe lose a little bit of an edge lost the game next thing you know we were ready to go again you know so it pumped them up so, but you, you hate to lose the games but sometimes you learn learn a lot more from those from those losses than you do the wins yeah well and and, and sometimes it's it's hard to win games it, it it hurts and i'll use an example we were playing against jimmy's team i think it was 2015 in the regional finals and we were we had a 20 something 25 game win streak going into that game and we were clearly the favorite to win it and they were killing us in the first half and it was late in the game and it looked like they were going to win and somehow miraculously we pulled out the game and won it and it, that was that was a hard win for me there's not many times again that that I win a game and I really feel bad for the other coach and I looked on that sideline at Jimmy who I have such a tremendous amount of respect for and that hurt that hurt winning that game watching him because I knew what it meant to him his players his coaches and their families mm-hmm. and there's not many coaches I go against where I feel that way but Jimmy's one of them uh, an old coach at St. X named Joe Bergamini was the same way he was such a, a a man of integrity and character that when you when you beat him you feel bad mm. you feel bad for doing it solid guys hey, talk with us about the whole you know where we are in the NCAA you know and just kind of all the kind of the the junk of that and and some perspective as a high school coach well, I'm not a big fan of AAU I mean I just think that everything most everything that AAU does in my mind is it takes away from takes away away from the team it takes away from it's because Kids are using it for individual stuff, individual uh, you know, trying to produce, trying to get further individually. It's not about trying to promote their team. I mean, it's about trying to get promote herself in in one way, shape, or form. You know, if they don't like the team they're on right now, it's not whether they're winning or losing. It's whether they're getting an opportunity to play, getting more playing time, so they move to a different team. Um, so it, it almost breeds selfishness yeah, and self-centeredness. It, it does, and and when you look at a lot of these teams. Uh, some of these teams are going and they're going out and playing at these different places, and yet a lot of these kids are from all over all over the state or whatever. Well, how are these kids practicing? So wh- what are they doing? They're showing up and playing, and, and uh, you can try to teach, you can try to tell these kids that you know we're going to run this kind of offense, but they're not really running a lot of offense. Now the kids are out there, and when you try to structure something at all, the kids really you know they they kind of rebel a bit. They're not used to it. They really don't want to do that. And defense that's 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 another thing too. They don't want to play defense, which but again I thought. But back in the day, I say back in the day, I know I'm pretty old that way, but, but it used to be about the team. You did whatever you had to do to be successful as a team. Now it's, not, it's more about being successful as an individual more than it is about the team. It's like, well, if I score 20, 
it's okay if we lose. I can still be feel good. It's like, you know, it should be. Hey, if I score 20, 25, 28 and you lose, you should feel terrible. You know, it should be. I, I, I could score two or score none and feel great about it if we win as a team. But the focus has been. I just think the AU takes the focus off the, off the team and puts it on the individual. How do you, how do you as coaches? I mean, try to instill. Okay, I only scored two points, but we won the game, so I'm, we're gonna feel. I'm gonna feel great about this. Versus, I scored 28 points, we lost, but boy, by golly, I, I you know, I, I feel great because I had a great game. But we lost. Our team lost. You know, we we didn't connect as a team. How do you talk about that a little bit? How do you work work with that? Yeah, it, it, it's difficult because they're going home oftentimes or even in school from their peers. Oh, you only scored two points or, man, he had 28 and, well, we lost. So you got you got to constantly preach that message to the kids and, and, and talk about team and talk about, you know, they're going to remember far more the, the team accomplishments and the people in the school and in the community are going to appreciate the team stuff a lot more than they will one person individually. Mm, that's good. But in this society today, with everything's about me, 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 it's difficult to do tough. that. Yeah, Jimmy, you talked about a, an athlete that you have coached, and you said he is a, he's all about defense. He's all about the team. He's all about helping us win together. Yeah. And you just compliment. I mean, you just so, you yeah. spoke so highly of him. Dwayne Sutton is a young man that I just think the world of. I mean, he's a, he's a hard worker. Got a high motor, but as a, as, a, as a coach, you know, you want kids to play hard. Well, he does that. You got you want a kid that plays defense because nowadays it's hard to find kids that want to put their effort on defense, and he plays defense like crazy. And he's out there working his butt off. And I, I watched him watched him play defense on a, 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 in the uh, All-Star Games, and he was he was defending like crazy. And when he was guarding one of the best players from Indiana, they, he shut him down. He was making it hard, tough for him to score. I watched him at Asheville University at UNC Asheville. And he was guarding some of the best players on any other team as a freshman. And I thought, man, this kid just, you got to love him. And the thing is, even when he's in high school, he, when, he did, when he shot more than he probably shot, should have shot, I mean, I gave him talked to him about that. But it wasn't about him scoring points. It was about him trying to help the team. He thought he could do, he was doing everything he could to help the team. He wanted to help the team. And if we lost, he didn't care whether we, we, he scored 20 points, 30 points, he was upset because he wanted to win. It was about winning for him and he's just a great ultimate to me a team player mm, that's a beautiful thing well and, and talking about the AU stuff and kind of what's going on in college basketball is as long as the money is as big as it is as long as there's that much money being spent and given to athletic programs we're going to have problems it, it's out of hand you know when coaching contracts are when coaches are making millions of dollars that they would do the same job for two hundred thousand and an example is you got a coach in the ovc who's a head coach doing the same job as a coach in the acc but he's making two hundred thousand and the guy in, in the acc is making over a million dollars um so what ends up happening is you're you're playing for that from a coach's perspective you're playing for that big contract when i say playing you're coaching because you want that million dollars those guys are making roy williams uh rick patino john calipari so what happens is because we're human because we sin that money and that greed can take over and it can cause good men 
Christian man. I mean, look, there are pastors that 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 have commit affairs. There are there are everyone is no one is immune to to sinning. And so you have college basketball coaches that get caught in that game. That money is out there, and they make a mistake that changes their life. And I told my wife, with all this going on, as much as I would love to say I would do the right thing. You might get caught up in that game. And I saw that when I was doing college for two years and I got a chance to go to the Final Fours and be, be a part of it from a coaching perspective, it was sad. It was sad to just see what was going on. And I said, you know, and I, I think it was the Lord saying, I don't want you part of this. Maybe protecting me saying, because Chris, I'm afraid if you're a part of that, you'll be involved. And so whatever the case is, it, it's, a, it's a rough game out there. Wow. And, and really by the Lord pulling you from – college basketball division one college basketball he might have really saved your neck maybe you know i I think sometimes uh god can remove you from situations to protect you um and i can think of a lot of examples in my life through friendships maybe that would have been toxic over time and you look and you say wow all of a sudden look where these guys are now look what happened to them had you been there at that time you might have been involved in that so i'm doing that to protect you and i just feel for my life again i'm flawed i'm not perfect but the lord has truly blessed me he's directed my path um and 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 all i can do through this is try and honor him Mm -hmm. what do you think is going to come out of all this in regards to the ncaa this could be the best thing that's ever happened to sports. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were chatting. I was like, you know, all these elite, very few kids, I would think, are going to get paid to play or approach to be paid to play. Part of me is like, let them go. Let them go to the NBA and leave all the other guys who are there who want to play the game, who have to earn their scholarships. That would that would help the game of basketball. You would think the NCAA would see that, but it comes down to money, doesn't it? Right, but what, what happens is if you let them go, then – Every parent and every kid, like I did in high school, thinks that they can play at that level, and you're going to have a lot of kids making the wrong choice. You're absolutely right. Very Mm. few of these kids are getting paid. I can tell you, Quentin Snyder, Keelan Martin, who both have a chance to be pro players for me, weren't paid in high school, weren't paid going to college. Um, So very few of them do that. But I'd like to think this can change what's going on. But let's think about it. Before the shoe companies, boosters were given money. They were having jobs that guys were getting paid thousands of dollars to just show up to work or not even show up. So as long as college athletics is – has so much revenue being generated, as long as coaches are getting so much pay, uh, ADs, people are willing to take that risk. Mm -hmm. They're willing to take that risk to get the best players to win. Yeah. And uh, the Bible says all of us uh, are, are sinners, for all of sin. And, and, you know, that's the, the fallen world that we live in. And that's why God calls us to be men set apart, above reproach, and to live a Christ on. And we're not going to do it perfectly, but that should be our, our, our goal. Our, our aim is, Lord, help me to walk like you walked, Jesus. Um, so what kind of teams are you guys going to have this year? because <laughs> we're, we're taping this in our last day of october you guys your teams are set right i mean you have your season started yet no we're no. we're both waiting on football players uh, to okay. kind of complete oh, our that's rosters. Right. okay um, i got you i've got a few that are are can help me quite a bit i mean i think we've got we'll be top 20 top 15 in the state uh, i think we've got a chance at the end of the year to win the region right. uh, trinity is is ahead of all of us from a talent perspective but uh i just think by the end of the year if, if our guys can do the things we want them to do we got a chance to to compete with them yeah yeah i mean right now we 
we've got um, we've got a lot of kids back from last year uh, that we're getting some playing time. We don't have a lot of depth necessarily, as much depth as we want, but I think we got a chance to be pretty successful if we if we figure out how hard we got to play and do some things. I mean, it's the same same old thing that way, but we I think we're closer than we were. I mean, yeah. with what we finished pretty strong, I thought. And on a good note, last year we were we were going in the right direction, and a lot with all those kids back. Hopefully, they'll figure out if we'll start off fast. We we got a chance to make a lot of noise. I think. You like kids who play dual sports? I do. I like. I mean, I'm. They, they, I, oh, that's another still another story. I mean, get into some things, but I, I like it because I I tell these I tell all my kids so you got four years of high school do do whatever you want to do for four years you'll never get that back. You got an opportunity to play this play that, and you think you want to do it, do it. Yeah. I tell you, the football kids come out and they, they add some toughness to our, to our team because those kids are going to get on the floor, they're going to get after it. You don't get that from some of the basket, the pure basketball kids. They're a little bit less likely to want to, you know, you lose some of that physicalness. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what I've had a lot of success with dual sport athletes. Um, Devontae Parker is the highest one that I've had. You know, he's playing for the Miami Dolphins, and Devontae could have been a, a probably a pro basketball player. And so I've had other Division One football kids and, and Division Two that have played basketball, and it's really helped. You know, speaking parent to parent, that's something I'm struggling with right now with my youngest son. He's a good soccer player. So he's involved in the club soccer, and they're wanting to do year-round. And he made the Bowen basketball team, and he's not a basketball player, but it's a great experience for him to try another sport. But his bread and butter is going to be soccer. But I don't want him doing it year-round. I think, you know, they, they did a, a study, I think, on the top first-round NFL draft picks. And, like, 80% of them played multi-sports. And so really? I, I think, you know, and, again, that's the elite of the elite. Right. When you get to a certain level, yeah, you do. Some kids do need to specialize. But I think there's a lot that can be learned from playing other sports. Mm. That's if you interesting. Could, if you could tell the other parents and other coaches that you know that multi-sport athletes is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, back in the day, like I say, we used to play every try one season. You played one sport, next season you played the next sport, and I don't think it hurt anybody. Yeah, I, I really don't. I think you learned how to compete yep. and do things differently, and you learned how to be on different teams yeah. and how to play together and how to learn and how to come together as a team. Yeah. Sports can really be powerful to develop character, to develop work ethic, and uh, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny, it, and, and this might be on, but I was talking to uh, Will Parton, who is doing the sports ministry in, in, in the Dominican, and he said that, you know, we, we, we talk about grit. I think grit, if you talk about one of the most important characteristics in anything you do, sports, business, whatever, you got to have grit. And he said that at, in, in, in Go Ministries, the, the least turnover they have in any part of Go Ministries where they have construction, medical, all these different things is the sports. And the reason is because the sports people have played sports. They were involved in sports and that teaches you all of those things that make you successful. Great. That's good stuff. Well, we appreciate you listening to this bonus segment. Hopefully you uh, uh, got a chance to listen to the other part of our show. So uh, go to SoundCloud, go to Facebook, go to iTunes. You can also go to furtherstillministries.org. Click on the mic and hear all of our shows in their entirety. Hey, thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.